All right, new episode, second string podcast. Sun shining, baby. Sun shining. We're back. Okay, we're back. I know I was a little bit sad, acting a little bit depressed. Last podcast was, you know, about as depressing of a topic as it can possibly get. MSU getting eliminated from March Madness. So kind of justified, not to fucking make an excuse for myself, but kind of justified. Very depressing topic. I was a little depressed. I've been Mr. Happy-Go-Lucky for the last year. So, I, you know, I, I could have a day. I, I think I'm allowed to have a day or two where I'm a little sad. That's all. But we're back. The sun's shining. This is the nicest it's been in the state of Michigan since October, maybe since September. It is fucking glorious out here today. It's like 65, sunny, a very light breeze. Uh, maybe like two clouds in the sky and they're those wispy ones where that's when you know it's a good day. Like when you get the thick cumulonimbus boys, sure it might be a nice day, but when you get those, you're like, ah, you know, those are, those are clouds. Those are, those are grown man clouds. When you get the little thin wispy fucking miracle whip clouds, then it's like, oh, oh shit. This is this isn't so bad after all. This is a legit big boy pants nine to five drinks his coffee black in the morning type nice day. So it's great. I uh, I feel good. As I mentioned yesterday, I started my job today. I've had the I'm on my lunch break doing this right now. I think you know the biggest difference. Stop me. Stop me if this isn't the most obvious thing in the world. The biggest difference between being unemployed for the last year. And now having a job is obviously free free time. Like, oh shit, I gotta figure out when I'm gonna do stuff again. It's like college. So lunch break, podcast time. Why not? Sun shining, it's nice out. Um, it's been training, so I'm just I spent the first three hours of my day literally sitting there. Didn't I haven't said a word. The only thing I've said today is my sister was sitting in the kitchen and I ran by and was like, I gotta pee so bad. Only words I've said today. So this might be a nice little breakup, like, all right, I'll come here, I can talk a little bit, just release a little bit of energy, that kind of thing. So here I am. I'm excited. I feel good. Can't wait. Someone's going to pay me money. That doesn't even seem real. Um, be productive. Grind it out a little bit. Fucking build some character. I'm excited. It's a good day today. It's a good day. Spring, I think, started, today's either the 22nd or the 23rd, I think the 21st is the first day of spring technically, right? So it's spring, new beginnings, things are changing, things are happening. I feel good, man. I feel good. Had a shitty week last week, but I feel good today. I'm excited for, you know, what the future holds and all that good stuff. And not, I don't even, that could not have been a more perfect segue if I tried, I don't think. That could not have been a more perfect segue if I tried to what I wanted to talk about today. New beginnings, spring has sprung, times are changing, but there's a sense of optimism and a good feeling in the air. MSU's dead. The Red Wings have bent dead. The Tigers' season hasn't even started, and they're six feet under. Everybody's dead. Every team I like is dead. It's officially football season. We're not worrying about these bum Detroit teams that don't have anything to play for. It's Mel Tucker in year two. Spring ball starts tomorrow. Well, today, you're going to be hearing this on Tuesday. Spring ball starts today. It's Mel Tucker season. It's the new era of Detroit Lions football. Summertime's right around the corner. We're starting to get those days where it's 
today's like a summer day. You're starting to hit those days. So why not talk about the new leading man in the city of Detroit? The new head honcho. The baby who pays the bills. Jared Goff. He's the new quarterback. Whether you like it or not. I had an emotional boy. An emotional podcast. Sad one. Hurt. Heartfelt to make. Heartfelt to talk about. The Stafford goodbye. Anybody who knows me knows I'm a Stafford guy. I'm a believer. I still fuck it. I mean, the dude's elite. I will never... That's the quickest way I know you're an idiot or you like, or you just don't know what you're talking about when it comes to football is when people try to st- tell me Stafford stinks. So I'm like, oh, so A, one of two things. Either A, you've never watched him play, or B, you have no idea what you're talking about. That's it. There's no, oh, you don't think Stafford's good and you're correct. There is no, that doesn't exist. That doesn't exist. But I don't want to talk about Stafford today. Obviously, he's gone the quarterback my entire life. 13 years, dude. When the guy the guy got to Detroit, I was 10. I was 10 years old. I literally grew up. I grew up, Matt Stafford, Matthew. Stafford's my quarterback. I grew up. And he's been the quarterback the entire time. So it's going to be very weird to see someone else take a snap on a Sunday. Very weird. I honestly don't even know if I'm totally prepared for it. I feel like kind of not to be honest like it's gonna be it's gonna just feel it's gonna feel like Stafford's hurt it's what it's gonna feel like it's not gonna be like oh golf's the quarterback now it's gonna be like damn like what happened to Stafford where's he is he injured again like what who is this guy who's the backup why is he taking snaps that's literally what it's gonna feel like so I don't even know it certainly won't set in until they start playing again, and it may not even set in until, like, week eight, to be totally honest. Like, I can't even – I still just – I can't imagine Matthew Stafford not being the quarterback here. I can't. Like, it just isn't possible. So, for the time being, I'll talk about golf. I know Stafford's a Ram. They're automatically my second favorite team. I hope they win the Super Bowl as long as the Lions don't, and Lord knows the Lions won't, so go Rams. Um – but I do. I just want to talk about golf today. He had his intro presser. I think it was Saturday or Friday. Either way, over the weekend he had his introductory press conference, which was good. It was exciting. Like he said a lot of good things, which I thoroughly enjoyed. He said a lot of the things. Like no matter what, no matter where the cats are at, I know we fucking suck, man. You, the Lions are my team. You're talking to a guy who. All I do is read about the Lions, is think about the Lions, is pray that the Lions one day can win a playoff game. I know the Lions suck. You telling me that we don't have anybody and that we're going to stink is not like, you're not fucking telling me anything I don't know. I know the Lions stink. We're terrible. I understand that. But I don't care about any of that. As far as a a new quarterback press conference, what does he have to say about the team and the city and all that shit? Goff said exactly what he's supposed to. He said exactly, not only exactly what he's supposed to, but he said exactly what I want him to. Like, bro, I, I get it. I get it. I understand. The lines are terrible. We're gonna lose most of our games this year. There's not a chance we win a playoff game. There's not there's not a chance. There's a better chance I hit the lottery than them winning the Super Bowl. Like I understand, but Goff, I that just because that all may be true, doesn't mean I can't 
get excited about the mentality of our quarterback, the the attitude he's bringing to a place that's built on attitude. The city of Detroit, I feel like the whole fucking allure of Detroit and the whole when you think of Detroit and the ambiance and the like the, the spirit of Detroit, you think about the word attitude. Like just the I don't give a fuck, I'm going to outwork you. This is Detroit type thing. I think he said a lot. I mean, he, you know, he's probably never been to Detroit. He probably doesn't know anybody from Detroit. He probably has only read about Detroit. So I guess credit to him. He did his research. But I think a lot of what he said really fits in to the the attitude here, fits into the culture here. And I'm not saying just the football team, but the culture of the fans, the culture of the city, the culture of like what we expect the team to embody and especially the culture of what Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell have said. Like he said a lot of the same shit. We're going to work hard. This is a hard working city. It's a sports town. Like all they want's a winner. He understands that. Yes, Jared, especially coming from LA. Like you can say all you want about the Rams and LA as a sports town. Listen, nobody in LA gives a shit about sports. And if they do, it's because they're not from LA. It's because they're from Boston. They're from New York. They're from Detroit. That's why they care about sports. Nobody in LA cares about LA sports. That's just a fact. So Jared coming from a town like that where it's like you're kind of if if the Rams stink, whatever. If the Rams are good, whatever. Coming from that to a place like Detroit where People live and die by the Lions on Sundays. People get emotional. Weekends are ruined. Days are ruined. Friendships and relationships are ruined because of the Lions on Sunday. Going from a a very laissez-faire city to a place like Detroit where not only do we live and die by the Lions, but it has been 50 straight years of failure and all this team wants is one winner, just one fucking time, just one winner, win a goddamn playoff game is all we're asking. It, it, big culture shock, big culture change up, and I think he's done a good job, or at least he made it seem like he's done a good job of kind of doing his research, and has made it seem like he understands what he's getting into in Detroit. Like, there are sports towns. Like, you hear about Philly, Boston, New York, all really these East Coast cold-weather places, Chicago, where, listen, Halloween comes and goes, and from Halloween to pretty much right now, like mid-end of March, all you do is watch sports and talk about sports and think about sports because guess what? There's nothing else to do. Those sports towns, like, people care differently. People care more places like Detroit and these Midwest and East Coast cities. It's just a fact. I can't spend a Sunday in February going to Santa, the Santa Monica Pier and hanging out at the beach. I can't do that. I can't spend a Sunday in the middle of December going to the San Diego Zoo. I can't do that. I spend a Sunday in the middle of December glued to my television, wearing my Honolulu blue, fucking screaming at Matt Patricia for being the dumbest human being that's ever lived. That's how I spend my Sundays in Detroit. Right? So I think it's important before anything else, before we even worry about how good or bad golf is at reading a defense or throwing a football or understanding a playbook or any of the football shit. I think it's real important that he's understanding of how much people care here, 
what football means, not only football, sports in general, especially football. I mean, Detroit, Michigan, it's a football state. It's a football city. Michigan, Michigan State, Every people are obsessed with football here. Like, we just are. I think it's important he understands that. He understands the culture of the people here. Like, a no excuse, fucking pick yourself up off the mat. Everyone counted us out. As long as you believe in yourself, good things will happen kind of mentality. As long as he understands that, I, 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 I'll, I feel good things. As long as he understands that, as long as he's aware of that, I'll be happy and I feel good going in. Again, I already addressed it. I know the team's going to stink. I know I shouldn't have high hopes for the season, but that's a good place to start. Whatever hopes I'm going to have, whatever hopes or accolades the Lions do achieve this year, I think this is where they start, is understanding what Detroit's all about, understanding what he's getting into and how it's different here. And from what he said, I mean, he said all the shit I'm saying. He said it's different than L.A. He said I I ate dinner in downtown Detroit a couple nights this week. You see the sports stadiums, LCA, Comerica, Ford Field, all within a block of each other. He, the first thing he says, you know it's a sport town. You feel it here. You talk to the people here. You go into the bars here. You see the, all the stadiums within a block of each other. You know it's a sports town. You see people walking down the street wearing Lions stuff, wearing Red Wings stuff, wearing Michigan, Michigan State stuff. He acknowledged that. You know it's a sports town. And he acknowledged, too, coming from a place like L.A., I don't think he said where they don't care about sports, but anyone with a brain knows where they don't care about sports. Coming from a place like that to a place like Detroit, he acknowledged, you can tell right away, fucking, it's different. It's different here. People care deeply about their sports here. They need the Lions to win. So I think that alone, boom, I'm in. I'm sold. Not to mention, if you haven't seen any of those pictures, the dude rocking that fucking Lions, like, varsity jacket. Ooh, Jared, you dirty dog. You handsome devil, you. That jacket, I don't know, I assume the Lions gave it to him, but if he bought it on his own, that jacket was so fire. It's honestly been one of the only things I've thought about since I've seen the pictures of him. The jacket's fucking sick. It's a jacket I'd wear. Forget a suit and a tie or a blazer or or a tux, whatever. That Detroit Lions varsity jacket he was rocking, like I'd wear that shit to a wedding and be like, yeah, I'm probably the best dressed person here. No shame about it. Yeah, I'll wear that to a wedding. Yeah, it's absolutely sick so yeah i'll wear it to a wedding (laughs) are you kidding me uh yeah jared yeah i'm in on jared goff sue me sue me and i'm gonna explain myself the night the second segment today it's all golf and it's all lines today but the second segment i'll explain myself more talk a little bit more about it i'm so in on golf it's not even funny because again this is kind of harkening back to my mantra of msu or the MSU hoop season when we were trying to make that run. Why not be in on them? Like, what's the point? I have nothing to look forward to. I don't have a legit... It's not like, oh my God, we're going to make the playoffs. Let's see how far we can go. We're not the Kansas City Chiefs. What's the point of just going into the season like, all right, we fuck this, Jared Goff stinks, blah, blah, blah. Like, dude, I'm going to be in on golf. I'll see what he can do. He said, right off the bat, he seems like he gets it. He knows what Detroit's about. He knows there's expectation here. No matter what the team looks like. So I'm in. Quick break. I'll talk a little bit more and then we'll call it a day.
So, talked about Goff, kind of what he said. Um, you can read, I mean, there's a million articles, you can just read it. But I pretty much summed up what he said. So that aside, you look at Goff as a player. Now, let me let me get out in front of this. I know Jared Goff has had more success than Matthew Stafford. I know he's won more games. I know he's won playoff games. I know he's been to a Super Bowl. I know he's been a part of some great teams. I understand literally all of that. I'm not an idiot. Please spare me. I'm not an idiot. I understand all of that. I said this before, and I don't want to get into a Goff or Stafford because guess what? It's over, guys. It's over. Stafford's gone. He's with the Rams. Goff's here. He's with the Lions. Like, it's over. Comparing Stafford to Goff is a waste of time, a waste of energy, a waste of pretty much everything. Like, what the fuck is the point of that? They have Stafford. We have Goff. Comparing them isn't going to do or solve or improve shit. So I'm not going to talk about Stafford versus Goff comparing them in every which way. I said it before when the trade first went down. I'll say it now. Um, I think, you know, this is the only time I'm going to compare them. I think Stafford's the better player. I think that's kind of obvious. Again, like if you've ever watched both of them play, if you've ever watched Stafford play, I think he's the better player. I understand Goff's had more success. Stafford's just the better player. That's a fact. That's a fact. Now, Stafford's what? Like 33, Goff's 26, I think. So there's that as well. But right off the bat, Stafford's the better player, and that's all I'm going to say. You know what the old expression, Socrates, I believe. I don't know who it was. Comparison's the thief of joy. That's a fact. So I'm not going to compare these guys and thieve myself of the joy of watching Jared Goff carve defenses up for 500 yards a week this year. I'm not going to do that. While I do, while I do think that Stafford's better and we're going to miss him and he's nuts and he made – watching the Lions worth it and bearable for the last 13 years. There's no sense in being out on golf before it starts. There's no sense in that. There, You know what there is in that? A shitty mentality. A shitty attitude. Like a, a negative outlook. Why would you... I know what he's working with, but going into the season, before it even starts, what is the use? What good does it do to you or anybody going into it being like, yeah, golf can't get it done here. He's not good enough. He's not the guy. We're going to stink with God. Like, what it, What does that do for anybody? What does that do for anyone? What does that do for you? What does that do for the Lions? What does that do for... What does that do for anybody? Nothing. It's the most counterintuitive bullshit I've heard in my entire life. Oh, you're going to just discredit it before it even starts? Goff, 44-27 and 27 in his career. Higher win percentage than Staffy. Goff made a Super Bowl. Goff won playoff games. Goff's done a lot of great things. I know he had McVay. He's had some great teams, great defenses. I know. He still did all that shit. Doesn't take it away from him. He still did all that. So why why would I go into the season saying, oh, man, he's, he's not as good as Stafford, and look what we did with Stafford, so why should I get excited? Dude, that attitude pisses me off so much. Because you're not even going to give the guy a chance. Like, Jared Goff's still 26. And think about that. Let's look at this from Goff's perspective for a second here. Right? California kid. Grew up in Northern Cal. Went to uh, UC Berkeley. Played for the Like, literally hometown boy, kind of. Played for the Rams. Took him to a Super Bowl. 
very successful. Like, I don't think the Rams have ever had a bad year with him there. All of a sudden, McVay kind of goes sour on him. They bench him, essentially, and they ship him out, and they bring in an old veteran in Stafford. Let's look at this from Goff's side. He's probably pissed off. You don't think so? You don't think Jerry Goff's sitting there the day that trade went down and is like, I'm going to make this the worst day of Sean McVay's life. I'm going to make Sean McVay never forget the day he traded Jared Goff. You don't think that's the first thing that went in Goff's mind? You don't think when at the end of his tenure, before the trade, when Goff kind of knew McVay was out on him, you don't think Goff was sitting in his room up late at night thinking to himself, Sean's wrong about me. Like, he doesn't know what I'm capable of. I I fucking made a Super Bowl. There's a reason we were there. I know what I'm capable. You don't think Jared Goff has been plotting and betting on himself this entire time? You don't think that? You don't think Goff has been sitting in his room saying, I can't wait. I can't wait for my next chance. I can't wait to go somewhere and prove to that dummy Sean McVay that he made the biggest mistake of his life. You don't think Jared Goff's fucking salivating over this moment? You don't think that? Sure. Now, the one downside. Downsides and upsides are going to Detroit. Downside, team stinks. It's rebuild time. He's not going to have an ideal opportunity to prove Sean McVay wrong right away. Right? But, you know, in his mind, he's probably thinking, all right, we're going to be asked for the next year, two, maybe three, and then we'll have a shot to win. That's the mindset he's got to have at least. So downside, we're not going to be able to win right away. But flip side, Jared Goff, you're going from a place like L.A. where who gives a fuck. Imagine going from a place with the success he had in L.A. who gives a fuck to a place like Detroit where all anybody cares about from September to January is the Lions. Imagine imagine your fuck you tour to Sean McVay taking place in a, in a town like Detroit. Imagine that. Jared Goff. Outside of, outside of the football outside of the football situation and where the team is at talent wise and as far as like being able to compete, as far as the setting and the place you're playing goes, Jared Goff, you couldn't be in a better place. You couldn't have gone to a better place, a place where if you win, you will be, you will never pay for a drink again in the city of Detroit. You will have at least fifteen bars named after you. You will be there. Will be like a fucking shrine to you in households across Michigan. You couldn't go to a better place, to a football city with a rich tradition and a place where people want to win so desperately, like Detroit. It 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 matches what he needs perfectly. Jared Goff, fresh beginning and familiar face, and Brad Holmes too. Fresh beginning, we're hitting reset. Jared Goff wants to hit reset. He wants to revitalize his career in a football city. Change of scenery. Only downside, too, I guess. Detroit, it's cold as fuck. The winter here is the absolute worst. Being a California kid, and now he's going to have to spend a winter here. He's probably going to hate that. But, you know, comes with the territory. It builds character. He'll survive. He'll survive. The winter sucks, but he'll survive. From Jared Goff's perspective, you have to be looking at coming to Detroit like like a prayer being answered. You knew McVay was out on you. You knew they wanted to move on. You knew, I mean, in the fucking playoff game, they were going with what that number four dude, the Walford guy. Like, they intentionally kind of benched you and said you were injured. Jared Goff had to have been waiting for this moment saying, I cannot wait to prove Sean McVay wrong. 
I cannot wait to go somewhere that wants me and appreciates me. I cannot wait to go somewhere and show, hey, maybe little old Jared had a little more had a, had a little more to do with that Super Bowl run than you'd think. I can't wait to go somewhere and prove myself and build something and shove it in McVay's face. You got to look at it. That's what that is like 70% of why I'm in on golf. He doesn't seem like the most outspoken guy. And obviously we already touched on what he has said about Detroit, which has all been good and jolly and kind of, you know, it's what you want him to say. But you know that's got to be what he's thinking. You're not a competitor. You're, you don't want to win. You don't want to be great. If when, when McVay soured on you and that deal went down, the first thought that came into your mind wasn't, I can't wait to prove this fucking guy wrong. You know that's what he's thinking. And that also is why I'm in on Guff. Nobody works harder than a guy with a chip on his shoulder, than a guy with something to prove, than a, than a guy who maybe got a little complacent, got a kick in the ass, got a second chance, and now we go. And the other thing, why I'm so in on golf, why I think everyone should be positive vibes, let's go Jared, rah, 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 team golf, is because that shit helps. Like, you think Jared Goff, you think he's going to want to work as hard? You think he's going to care as much? You think he's going to be as dedicated to making a comeback and trying to build something in Detroit? Like, fucking who knows, dude? Jared Goff might just turn it on this year and we might go 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7 and seven and, like, have a good year this year. Who knows? You think, But you think he's going to want to do that and put in the work and show up on Sundays like that if before week one he goes on, he's, he sees people just trashing him like, oh, golf was never the reason for their success in L.A. Who cares? That's all he ever heard in L.A. Oh, it, it's because of Aaron Donald and the defense and this and that. That's all he ever fucking heard. You get behind him. You support his ass. All of a sudden he goes, yeah, you're fucking right. We can do something here. I'm gonna show. I'm gonna show them. I'm gonna show the fans. I'm gonna prove to myself that we can do something. That I'm enough. That's why you got to be in on golf. What kind of fan is out on him before he even plays a game? Listen, if you if you aren't willing to be positive about him and fucking root him on and and keep an open mind and be like, yeah, why not? Why would he? Why would he go, come into Detroit? a franchise with a history, a storied history of sucking, a, a city of Detroit where, you know, back against the wall, hardworking, pick yourself off, off off the mat. Why would he come to a place like this with an open mind and a positive attitude and a, yeah, we'll figure this out. Why would he do that if you can't even do that as a fan? That's why I'm in on Goff. And he's won. I've talked about it. He's won in the pros. Like, as much as I love Stafford, and I fucking love Matthew Stafford. I'm obsessed with the guy. I watched his goodbye video at least five times, and every time I get choked up. Like, it's, I can't go into it because it's, I'm just, it's going to make me sad. I love Matthew Stafford, and I do think he's the better player, and he's elite, and this and that, and so on and so forth. But hey, Matthew Stafford's never won a playoff game. Jared Goff's won a few. Like, right? And again, comparison's the thief of joy, so I don't want to do the comparison game, but it's a fact. It's a fact. Matthew Stafford's never won a playoff game. Jared Goff has. Jared Goff's been to a Super Bowl. Jared Goff played at Cal and was the reason they were decent. Jared Goff 
also has the tangibles. There's a reason he was a super high draft pick. Like, let's not forget here. Let's not forget who Jared Goff is. People are kind of writing him off like, we just took Jared Goff as as like a favor as some old bum who, we'll, yeah, we said, yeah, he can run out his career in Detroit. Jared Goff, there might be something to him. I'm in on Goff. And not to mention that jacket and that photo shoot was the most fire shit I've seen in my entire life. I couldn't be more in on Goff. I just wanted to talk about him today. The press conference got me fired up. He said a lot of the right things. He got me excited. He seems like a great guy to just put down a few fucking brewskis with, too. I can't wait till I interview him on this podcast one day. Manifest season, knock on one, positive vibes. But, yeah, just wanted to men- talk about my boy Goff and UQB1. Listen, you better be in on him because there's no sense in being out. You are just a bona fide loser if you're out. All right, that's all I got today. Again, not a ton of sports. I kind of mentioned it yesterday. It's about to be real slow sporting-wise. But, you know, as things come, we'll talk about it. That's all I got today, a little golf news. Um, tomorrow, tomorrow we're going to do the young professional, I think. Just talking about starting the life. Starting the life as a young professional, corporate season. So stay tuned for that. I know when I started that. When I thought I was about to, or I did start working, and then I quit my job after four days, there was a big hit. So we'll get back to that. But in the meantime, I appreciate everyone listening. As always, love you guys. I'm not going to stop doing this. This is the long game. This is the long game. So we'll be here. Um, that's all I got on Twitter at next second string, Instagram at the period second period string, the second string Detroit at gmail.com. Appreciate you guys talking to you tomorrow. Thank you.